Can we learn a Hanukkah-related growth message from Yosef? This is Rabbi Yitzchak Price with another episode of Tachlis Talks, growth-oriented, partial-related Torah podcasts. We're up to the Torah portion of Miketz, and of course, in the middle of the Hanukkah holiday. Well, in Miketz, we find Yosef, or Joseph, incarcerated in an Egyptian dungeon after he was sold down into slavery and then framed by Mrs. Potiphar, spends 12 years in a dungeon until he's whisked out of the dungeon to attempt to interpret the dream of the Pharaoh. The Pharaoh had had dreams and found that none of his wise men are giving him a satisfactory resolution as to what is the message of this dream. And at that point, the butler recalls that when he was incarcerated in that same dungeon, there had been a Hebrew slave who had properly interpreted his dream and draws attention to Yosef. The Pharaoh gives Yosef a chance to interpret his dream. Of course, Yosef does give the Pharaoh a satisfactory understanding of the dream and points to the fact that the dream is indicating an impending crisis. There are going to be seven years of plenty followed by seven years of famine. And let the Pharaoh choose a wise man to see to it that the country will be prepared and able to handle that crisis. Well, the Pharaoh turns to his wise men and says, who is better equipped than this Yosef, this Joseph, to play that role? But one could ask, who says? Okay, so he's good at interpreting a dream. How does that indicate that he has the capacity to play a significant leadership role? And how does the Pharaoh know that he can trust this individual with a very significant leadership role. Commentaries point to one word. In Joseph's introductory statements to Pharaoh, when Pharaoh mentioned, I've heard you have the capacity to interpret dreams, Yosef said, Bil Adai, it's not me. God will hopefully give me the capacity to interpret the dream. God is the provider of that knowledge, that wisdom, and it's not me. Paro, hearing Yosef's self-effacing attitude, says he's the one. That is somebody that I can trust. He can have significant power, significant authority, but not take it too far. I don't have to worry about him trying to take my throne. He's not me-focused. He's not trying to push himself and promote himself. He's not going to be power-hungry. And he has the quality to play this leadership role. One can also understand on a more spiritual level that Yosef has the capacity to receive God's blessing because of the fact he's not the Balgaiva, he's not playing the, the, the pompous, arrogant, uh, you know, ego-inflated individual that pushes God out of his space, but rather with his humility, Bil Adai, it's not me. And we see later on when Yosef is sending for his family, and here he is, playing one of the most important roles in the Egyptian empire, arguably one of the most important roles in the world, and seeing to it that Egypt as the major central empire of the time is going to have food and provisions, which will help not only Egypt, but the surrounding nations as well. And Yosef could easily use the government, you know, use the, the, the Air Force One to go pick up his father Yaakov, and use Egyptian chariots and Egyptian animals to see to it that he can bring his family down here, but he does not do so without Paro's giving him the okay. I believe it's three times in the text that references the fact that he's doing this 
having asked Paro and with Paro's permission, with his rashus, that Yosef is utilizing Egyptian horses and wagons, whatever he's sending to bring Yaakov and the family down to Egypt. A very strong sense of, I, I don't project myself beyond who I actually am. Try, I don't take advantage of anything beyond that which is actually mine. These traits, which serve Yosef so well at that juncture, and Yosef himself, by the way, when interpreting the dream, was hinting to the fact that it's not just that there is this fact of a years of plenty situation followed by years of famine, but that it's important to have a person in place and probably purposely doing so to try to hint to the Pharaoh that he'd be available for that job because Yosef is seeing all of his experiences in Egypt leading to the unfolding of what he does manipulate to happen at the end of the Parsha of the fruition of his dreams. He's going to be elevated to a position of monarchy and his brother is eventually bowing in front of him. So he, of course, projects himself into this picture and kind of ironically, due to the fact that he's truthfully Bil Adai, capable of acknowledging that it's not me, but that it's God, he actually ends up catapulting himself into that role of major uh, you know, power and, and monarchy. As we, in the Hanukkah period of time, are commanded, one of the mitzvahs of Hanukkah is the concept of lahodos ulhalel, to be acknowledging, to be grateful, and displaying our gratitude to God, and in the mode of recognizing that He is the one who was behind the miracles in the past and continues to be the provider of miracles in our day, and that He is the one who sought to us to it that we would survive the Greek exile and survive and thrive in exiles following the Greek exile to this day. The Lahodus Halal, the Halal, actual Halal mitzvah that we do, is something that we are more capable of accomplishing. It's something that we're more capable of of actually in, um, incorporating into our essence and then projecting from ourselves that halal when we can be in a bil'adai mode. When we can be in a mode of recognizing that our accomplishments, whether national, whether communal, whether personal, bil'adai, it's not coming from our selves is coming from the fact that God is there behind the scenes providing for us. And of course, we do our part as partners with him. But when we recognize that it's a function of the talents that he's provided, the resources he's provided, the maneuvering into place, various elements of history, if we're dealing with national issues, maneuvering into place, various elements that will allow for communal success and maneuvering into place all of the various factors that have had to click for our personal successes. When we can recognize that it's Bill Adai, it's not coming from me, we become much more capable of acknowledging and actually having proper gratitude. The Hebrew word, lahodos ulhala, lahodos, toda, saying thank you, acknowledging and modeh, that term of admitting, that recognizing it's not me, I don't have the capacity, I'm admitting that I, on my own, would not be able to have any of the successes that I am so proud of, and that we as our own, as community, we as our own, as a nation, hard to imagine 
that anybody could really think that as a Jewish nation, we would still be here and surviving exile after exile and pogrom after pogrom and uh, inquisition and expulsion and Holocaust. And that we're still here to tell over the Hodusal Halel, the thankfulness we have to God. Without God's assistance, could we be here as a Jewish people singing his praise? Pardon the siren in the background. Uh, the recognition that, hey, instead of part of the siren, recognizing the siren. There are so many times in life that we, if we are attentive to it, recognize that we're not in total control. And when we have the greatest of plans, but things just don't work out the way we expected them to, even though we took so many steps to accomplish and so many, you know, we, we projected a path that we thought this would be the trajectory that we're aiming towards, but just a curve in the road, curve in that path, things didn't go the way we wanted. How is it that thankfully over time as individuals, as communities, as a nation, Klai Israel is still here because there is somebody up there that is seen to it that we have our survival. Yosef's recognition of that Bil Adai allowed him again in that strangest of ironies that he is so self-effacing that he can be ultimately projecting his self into that position of the monarchy of his dreams. When we can be in a Bil Adai attitude and recognize that it's not up to us, then we allow for that lahodos, that recognition, which creates the bond, which facilitates God's providing us further and further reason for that lahodos alahalel. So as we are about halfway this point through the Hanukkah holiday, as we project with our letting the menorah, with our declaration of the halal, with the song that we sing, with the expressions of praise, as we try to hopefully internalize those messages and really believe that which we are saying, and recognize that God, we know you're the one who's pulling this off for us. Hopefully, we can take to heart the message, be like that Yosef, and use it again in these variety of ways that he does, in terms of his expression, it's God, and that in terms of that attitude, that, hey, I don't take anything that's not mine, because, again, it's not about me, it's about what's ultimately right. I, I measure success by what is success in the eyes of God. I'm not ready, therefore, to take or partake of that which is not fully coming to me, because that would be contrary to a Biladai expression. And, of course, be able to articulate and sing greater, more meaningful, more profound, and more truthful uh, praise of God. Wishing all a phenomenal Hanukkah, where we should all merit taking these messages to heart and being the type of people who can be Bil Adai focused, and with that, all the more likely to achieve our tachlis.